0: ask that you go to Luke chapter 17, Luke chapter 17, and uh, verse 11 is where we're going to start. But there's a lot of supplemental material that I'm going to read as well. Most of them are found in the Psalms, so if you want to record those as I go, if you want to write those down as I read please do so. We're going to start in, in Luke chapter 17, verse 11, and we're going to read a story about Jesus healing 10 lepers. And here's what I want us to do. Everyone knows what Thursday is, right? Thanksgiving. Everybody knows the real holidays on Friday, Black Friday, right? Where all the deals are, the discounts are, and Amazon goes wild. The internet freezes for a few hours, and, and, and all of the chaos of Black Friday, and then And then we have, but Thursday we have Thanksgiving, a day in which I hope you all are off work. And and maybe for some of you, you get off all week or maybe a few days. Um, Or maybe you're just like me and we get off Thursday and we call it good. And and that is what it is. Uh, But I pray that Thursday and really all this week, I want to challenge you to just slow down to breathe. Because we live in a very fast-paced world, that uh, you can sometimes feel suffocated just by the pace of life. So I encourage you to breathe, slow down, and just you can either write down, think about, but really cherish the things that you are thankful for. And, and you know, we can go on and on about the things that we sometimes take for granted, uh, because you know we are very spoiled here in America. We are. Uh, Who sets the thermostat before you go to bed to a certain degree uh, because you want it cooler at night? Because it's more comfortable. Right, and then you want it a little bit warm. I mean, we live in a country that we are so spoiled that our thermometers are controlled by our phone to match our preference, so that it is more comfortable for us as we sleep and slumber. Right, and then we have our blankets, and we have, and then we have a schedule on our thermometer to heat up a little bit as we wake up, and then we have nice hot water. I mean, we just have so much that we just take for granted because that is just the normal. That is just the norm in America. And we, you know, we take a hot shower and then we drink our hot coffee or our hot tea to wake us up. And we have our food and our fridge is set to a certain, you know, certain degree. and, And I mean, we could go on and on about just how spoiled we are. But I want you to just think about it this week. Just take a moment. Just take one day this week and go through the progression of your day as you wake up and you pull the blanket down and you're you're reminded of the certain degree that you set the temperature to because you're fortunate enough to have heat in in a time in which it's very cold. And and then as you go throughout the day, just think of all of the little things that you take for granted that many people will never, ever see. Uh, Millions of people, if not billions of people, will never see it like we see it. So this week, just think about what it is that you might take for granted. And with Thanksgiving coming, I couldn't pick a better story. maybe, Maybe there is a better story than Jesus healing these lepers. So in Luke 17, verse 11, it says, On the way to Jerusalem, he was passing along between Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered a village... He was met by ten lepers who stood at a distance and lifted up their voices saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. So we first have to understand uh, something about these lepers. So a leper was someone who was considered an outcast not to be uh, you know, too close to the common people, to the general public. You know, If self-isolation or quarantine was a word, then that's what these people lived like. They were to be so far away, and any time they came close to anyone, they would have to declare out loud and shout, leper, leper, leper. So that everyone was aware of who was coming our way. So they were almost living in isolation, self-isolation and quarantine 2,000 years ago due to a leprosy. Um, Now here's what I want you to make note of as we we move on. And this is going to come out later in the time together. Leper is a name. It was a name given to people that had various forms of skin disease, rashes, irritations. So a leper could cover many different types of people. And not every single person with a skin condition was given a very specific name. They were all just considered what? lepers, And that's going to come up here in just a bit. So whenever they are shouting at Jesus, they're they're likely inching their way closer as much as they can. And they're letting Jesus know that they are lepers and and it says here that they stood at a distance and they lifted up their voices and they may be inching their way, just trying to get a little bit closer. Maybe he doesn't hear me. Maybe he doesn't hear me. And I want to get closer. Why are they trying to get closer? Well in Luke 17 at this particular time in Jesus' life and his ministry they have heard the stories, they've seen the miracles and they are well aware that this Jesus man can do anything. They are well aware of the miracles that he has performed. So they are hoping that just as he healed the people in the past, just as he gave sight to the blind in the past, just as he performed miracles in the past, they are hoping and they are praying maybe just for me too. So let me just inch my way. Let me just shout a little bit louder. You know, let me just get his attention so that he may come. So when he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priest. Whoa. This is something they were not allowed to do as lepers. But Jesus just simply says, go and show yourselves to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. And he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Thanks. Now he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus answered, were not ten cleansed? Where are the nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. Another translation to that last phrase is your faith has saved you. Your faith has saved you. So let's just kind of use this text to kind of give us an understanding of how blessed we are and how to properly give God thanks. So if we were to open the the floor up and if we were to pass the mic and you were to give God thanks... Surely, your, your list would never end, right? I mean, we have breath in our lungs, we have a nice home, or we have the bills paid, or we have children, or we have, you know, uh, parents that are still alive, or we have all of these things. I mean, there's just various things that you could give God thanks for. And, you know, we would go on and on and on. But let me just ask you one question Do you truly thank God enough? I mean, do we really thank God like we should? Do we really stop and thank the Lord for what he does for us? Now, I will go on the record and admit and probably break the ice and make you feel a little more comfortable. I do not thank God enough. I don't. I mean, there's no way I can. There's no way that I could thank the Lord enough for dying on the cross for me to rise and being raised from the dead for me for pouring himself out as a blood sacrifice and offering for me. I mean, there's no way. And there's little subtle things that you and I take for granted. And and if we're not careful, we will just grow bitter and bitter and bitter because, you know, instead of just constantly being reminded of God's grace and his mercy and his favor, we're just constantly looking at things. And here's what happens. We will be one of the nine or we will be the one. And here's my goal. My goal is that you and I will slow down just a moment for the next half hour and we'll think about how in the world can we become like the the one. The one. Because if we're not careful, we will easily fall into the nine. So there's two types of ways that we will live. We will live very thankful and we'll possess a heart of gratitude where we're constantly reminded. You know, one thing I remember... When Alms was born, I remember thinking of James chapter one verse seventeen that says, "Every good and perfect gift comes from above." I don't always think that anymore. All right, uh, I mean, if you have kids, you know, I I, I don't always think that. No, I, I really do. Um, but you know, I remember I remember just weeping. Whenever she was born and, and everything was fine. And, and I can just remember just sitting there weeping and just praising the Lord and thanking Him. But there are days now that go by that I've really missed the boat as a dad. Where I'm not pouring into her like I should. Or I get frustrated or you know impatient. And, and there are days where I will take this blessing. I will take this beautiful gift. And I may not treat it or handle it the way that I should. I may not thank the Lord enough like I should. So, I mean, we could go on and on about the blessings that we've received. One thing that I want you to note about the blessing in this particular story, oftentimes it is for us, when were they healed? They were healed on the way. They weren't healed immediately and then went to show. Jesus said, go and show yourselves to the priests. So it was by their obedience to God's word that the blessing came. Oftentimes, the same with us. We, we can't expect God to just continue to bless us and bless us and bless us, living in disobedience to his word and his way. We must find ourselves living in his will, living by his word, obeying his commands. And it's by walking in that, walking in step with the Spirit, obeying his commands, complete submission to him, that oftentimes we will see the blessing of the Lord. And it may not even be the big things. It may be the little subtle things that we may take for granted oftentimes. So if you're one that's constantly thanking the Lord, that's a beautiful gift. And I pray that you'll never lose it. But it is also very hard to cultivate a heart that truly stops and praises the Lord all of the time for the little blessings, for the big blessings, for the body healed, for the relationship restored, for the miracle performed, for the bills to be paid, for the job to be promoted. I mean, there are numerous things. For the child to come back from rebellion, we could go on and on and on. But then, if we're not careful, we'll be the ungrateful people. And ungratefulness will always, always lead us away from the presence of the Lord. Thankfulness and gratitude will always lead us into the presence of the Lord. Because whenever we're aware and we're thankful for what He has given and what He offers to us, then we will constantly praise His name. So let me read a few verses to you. How do we respond properly to the blessings of the Lord? Well... Psalm, verse, psalm 9 says this, I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart. I will recount all your wonderful deeds. I will be glad and exult in you, and I will sing praise to your name, O Most High. Verse 3 of that psalm says, When my enemies turn back, they stumble and perish before your presence. I want you to hold that verse for a moment, and we're going to come back to it. Or then we could go to uh, Psalm 100, verses 1 through 5, which is the entire psalm. It says this, Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is good. It is he who made us. We are his people. We are the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name for the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever. And his faithfulness to all generations. And one thing that you're going to see throughout the scriptures as the way that the way that you and I are to respond to God's blessing, we are to respond to God pouring out his love for us, is to bring glory and honor to his name and to praise his name. Now, praising his name is not just singing a song of praise, but bringing glory and honor and praise to his name is to live a life according to his way, is to honor him in all that we do. But if we're ungrateful, It will oftentimes lead us away because what happens when we're ungrateful with the things that the Lord does is we just become expectant to it or we grow in the sense of entitlement that he's always got to bless us and he's always got to make a way. And what happens is we become bitter with what we do have and we're miserable because of what we don't have. So because of living ungrateful, we will actually become less and less dependent upon God because we think more and more of ourselves. And we just cultivate an ungrateful, bitter heart, which will over time lead us further and further away from the presence of the Lord. But if we are reminded daily and sometimes hourly of his blessing, it will always point us into the presence of the Lord. So these ten lepers received a miracle. They received a blessing. Who here has ever received a blessing from the Lord? We all ought to have our hands up. We've all received one way or another a miracle or a blessing or a beautiful gift. So how do we respond? We respond by bringing glory and honor to his name. We respond by praising his name. This one leper comes back and it says that as he came back, he was praising God with a loud voice. He fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Jesus answered, were there not ten? Where are, where are the nine? So whenever I started to think about this particular man, the way that he responded to God's blessing, the way that he responded to this beautiful gift, was to bring glory and honor to his name. So let me just tell you, by personal experience, there is nothing more freeing than bringing glory and honor to his name. And there is nothing more uh, Freeing than loving the Lord and thanking the Lord with all your heart, than truly just worshiping and bowing in His presence and just thanking Him for whatever it is that you have. Here's an example. Um, there are some nights that I get the two big girls to sleep, and in those nights, I lay, you know, I, I, they lay in their bed, and sometimes I'll lay on the floor, and I'll just lay there until they fall asleep. I'll fall asleep on the floor. Um, some nights, they go, and they just go pass out in their beds. And there have been multiple nights where I can remember finding myself... Laying in the floor or checking on them to ensure that they were asleep, ensuring, and and, you know, I don't know if you've ever looked at kids while they sleep, but they have this most innocent look. So, if, and they look so sweet and so innocent, if you, if you ever want to think of your kid being sweet and innocent, just go look at them while they sleep. Uh, That might be the only time that there is peace and there is quiet and they're good and they're well behaved, but I can remember multiple times just finding myself in their bed just checking in, and there they are, sweet and they're silent. And they're sleeping. And I can just remember finding myself weeping on my face, just thanking the Lord for the beautiful gifts of these two girls. And then I go in the other room, and there's Annie Mae. And then, you know, I'm like, where did this go? Uh, But just finding myself just weeping in in the sight of the Lord and just looking at these two beautiful young girls who are now about to be eight and six and just thinking to myself, why did you choose me, God? I mean, there are many times where I, I lay them down or I'm holding the new baby and there's Avon and she's sleeping and there's Annie made checking. And I just kind of find myself weeping and praising the Lord. Why, why did you choose me of all of the people, you know, all of the well put together people, all of the wealthier people, all of the smarter people? Like, why did you choose me to live the life that you have given to me? And I'm reminded time after time after time of his goodness and of his faithfulness and of his many blessings. So there's there's been times where I'll find myself just worshiping the name of the Lord, laying in a floor of the bedroom of my girls as they lay in their bunk beds sleeping peacefully. And I'm just humbly and in complete adoration just giving God all the glory and all the praise for choosing me. Like, how in the world did I deserve, I did not deserve my wife, I did not deserve these girls, I did not deserve the many blessings, I didn't deserve this ministry. I mean, how of all all the people out there, why did you choose me? So, what do I do? I bring glory and honor to His name with every breath that I have. Do I do it always perfectly? No. Will you always do it perfectly? No. But you ought to remind yourself of the many blessings that God has given you you. And I promise you, more than you think. I promise you there are more than you think about. There is more than you realize that God has done for you. And don't just consider it or expect it but truly cherish it and praise his holy name and bring glory to his name and in response to the many blessings that he's given you and there are going to be times in your life where it looks so unfortunate or very difficult or extremely painful but i'm telling you there will be people all over the world to kill to live the life that you live To have what it is that I have. I mean, there would be people all over the world that will never see what you see or experience what you experience. So please do not take it for granted. Please do not become entitled. Please do not just become spoiled or bitter because of what you have or what you don't have. Just stop for a moment. Sometimes we just need to stop and bring glory and honor to his name for the many things that he has done. Just praise his name for what he has done. Just like this man found himself at the feet of Jesus, worshiping the Lord for being healed. Now this is when it got good. When I was reading that, Jesus uses this physical, visual healing to give us a glimpse into the spiritual salvation and healing that comes. See, I remember I told you to think of the word leper. Leper was a name given to anyone that had various forms of leprosy. So one name given to various forms. Sinner, one name given to various forms. You and I may sin differently, but it's still sin. So your sin may look different than mine, but guess what it still is at the end of the day? Sin. So so here we are. Jesus uses lepers who are all bunched into this one name, leper, though they may have different types of leprosy. It may be more contagious. This may not be any contagious at all. Or then then there's the name sinner. Sinner. And I think that this is a beautiful picture of what Jesus does for us. So in Psalm 9, David wrote, I will be glad and exalt in you. I will sing praise to your name, O Most High. When my enemies turn back, they stumble and they perish before or because of your presence. So whenever we look at this particular text in the spiritual aspect, Jesus gives us a glimpse of what happens. See, these people physically were healed from their leprosy. Therefore, they were able to be freed back into real life. They no longer had to shout, leper, leper, leper. They no longer had to be an outcast of you know, society. And maybe that's where the other nine went. We don't know where they went. They may have had great intentions to go show their parents or their, you know, their neighbors or family members or friends, look, I've been healed. I am free. I am free. I've been healed. But here's what happens in these particular people's lives. Yes, they're healed from leprosy. Therefore, they are given a new name. But not only are they given a new name, they are released from the bondage that was attached to this name of leper. So whenever you walk as a leper, you have to declare, I'm a leper. You can't be so far from people. You can't be too close to people. The same is true with Jesus. What did this, and what did, how did this conversation start? Well, it started by Jesus passing by, and they who stood at a distance lifted up their voices saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Have mercy on us. Have mercy on us. Literally declaring, Look, you could cast us away and you could say whatever you want to, but please just have mercy on us and hear us out and hear our cry. Have mercy, have mercy, have mercy. So, what that particular cry out, indicates to us is that there was complete dependence upon Jesus in order to perform this healing that they would have never ever had otherwise. Same is true spiritually for you and I. In order for us to be saved or to be, to be healed spiritually, there is only one name that we can call on, the name of Jesus. There is no other way. There is no other name. There is no other practice. It is simply by calling upon the name of Jesus that we can be saved. There is only by believing in the name of Jesus, that we can be saved. So when Jesus went to the cross and he bled out for you and me, and when he was buried in the tomb, and then on the third day he rose, what he gives us is he gives us a new hope. He gives us a living hope. But what he also does is he defeats every other name or enemy that we've ever had. So just think for just a moment spiritually with me what happened Physically here, but spiritually for us. Physically, they were called lepers. Spiritually, we are called dead or sinners. Physically, they were healed from their leprosy, from their disease, from their sickness. Spiritually, we are given new life. We are healed from spiritual death or spiritual sickness. So what what we have in this particular picture is ne- now they have new life, right? What happens to us spiritually? We have new life. What happened to them physically? They were able to go and they were released from the bondage. They were set free from the chains of leprosy. What happens to us spiritually? We are set free from the sin in which we once practiced because those who are in Christ are a new what? creature Therefore, the old has passed away, and behold, new has come. And whenever Jesus said about setting people free, it said that he's, who in the Son sets free is what? Free indeed. So here's what I want you to know. The beautiful thing about this particular story and why we should give Jesus thanks more than anything on the earth. I mean, we can look at our spouse, we can look at our careers, we can look at our checkbook, and we can look at our vehicle, and we should thank the Lord for all of that. But why we give Jesus thanks today is that he has literally set us free. Free. So, so whenever these people were free to go back into society, I'm kind of excited today. I don't want to kick that thing over. When, when they were free to go back to society, there was no more bondage from the name Leper. Therefore, they didn't have to practice like they used to practice. So, whenever I think about what Jesus has done for you and me, He has literally not just given us a hope to look for eternity. Of okay, I can't wait to get to heaven, and what's my house going to look like? Is it going to be farmhouse? Is it going to be a cottage? Is it going to be a smart home? You know, is there going to be electric? Uh, is there going to be deer hunting or fishing or shopping? I, I don't know what you think about heaven, but there is an eternal hope that we have because of the name of Jesus, and it's only in Him. So we. Th- think about this date one time, you know, whenever we breathe our last breath, we finally make it. But listen, it's not just an eternal promise that we have to look forward to. It is an, it is an earthly promise that whom the sun sets free is free indeed. So whenever you and I struggle with said sin... Or when we practice said sin, when we call upon the name of Jesus, have mercy on us. And whenever he heals us, whenever he saves us, whenever he redeems us, when he makes us new, we no longer carry that same bondage. We no longer carry the same sin or the the chains of said sin. So let's just go through a few. Whenever you're an addict before Christ, you don't have to be an addict anymore. Whenever you're an adulterer before Christ, you don't have to be called an adulterer now in Christ. Whenever you're, I mean, we could go on and on again. Let me just read a few to you. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, Paul goes on to say, Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither the sexually immoral. We could have been the sexually immoral prior to Christ, but now we are not. And then we're just going to go on and read a few here. It says, "...nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who practice homosexuality, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom. And such were some of you." But he goes on to say, "...but you were washed, you were sanctified, and you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God." So whenever I look at that and I think of this particular story, I can't help but to think about David as he wrote in Psalm 9, verse 3. When my enemies turn back, so, so those enemies that I was once held to, you know, drunkenness that I was once held to and held bondage by and held captive to, whenever they turn back, what happens? They stumble and they perish before your presence. So if I am in Christ, and I am truly following Christ, and I am calling upon His name, there are going to be enemies that you once had that no longer have dominion over you because Jesus Christ is your King, He is your Lord, and the Spirit of God that lives in you will then take you elsewhere. So one of the things is just because you're a Christian doesn't mean you'll be perfect. And just because you're a Christian doesn't mean you'll, ever, you'll never be tempted again. Because here's the thing. It seems as if once you grow in faith, once you get closer to Jesus, the devil has to work quite a bit harder. You know, this is why you sometimes see the, the preachers have the big scandals. They were doing things right, and then it just over time, the devil tried, and he tried, and he worked, and he worked, and eventually they fell. Why? Because they were human and they made mistakes. But also, maybe there was a time that they stopped thanking the Lord. Or maybe there's times where we stopped praising His name. Maybe there's times that we stopped you know, completely depending. This story, these lepers were completely dependent upon Jesus for healing. Just as you and I must be completely dependent upon Jesus for salvation. Just like you and I ought to be completely dependent upon Jesus and the Spirit of God for strength to get through the seasons that we walk through or to overcome the temptations that we might fight or or to navigate the life that is chaotic. We must be completely dependent. And here's why I'm thankful today. Here's why I'll be thankful Thursday is because there were some sins that I used to be held captive by. I mean, we don't have to go into detail, but you know just as well as I do, there are some things that you used to be held captive to. There were some things that used to hold you like a chain would. And they would hold you and they would enslave you and, you know, you would become... More and more enslaved the longer you were in it, and you would practice it, and you would practice this sin, and you would practice this sin, and it would just grip hold of you more and more and more. But because of the name of Jesus, you can be set free from that. And because of the name of Jesus, the enemies that I may have once struggled with, and you know, if we were to go back to to Paul's words here in 1 Corinthians, maybe it was adultery, maybe it was sexual immorality, maybe it was idolatry, maybe it was thievery, maybe it was greed, maybe it was drunkenness, maybe it was anger. I mean, we could go on and on. These things that you and I used to live by, and we used to be held captive to, and they used to call us, and they would give us the name sinner. Because of Jesus, we can go from sinner to son, or from sinner to daughter. And because of Jesus, these things that once had grip on us, and once held us captive and once we're our enemy, because of Jesus, we can be free from. I don't have to live like I used to live. I don't have to practice like I used to practice. I don't have to do the things I used to do because I have been set free. I don't have enemies coming and gripping me anymore. Though they may come because of his presence, it says that they fall. That they fall. That's why you should be thankful this Day, is that there are things that you used to live with that no longer have dominion over you. Why? Because of the name of Jesus. You ought to be thankful today because there are things that you once fell to or held captive by or once were identified as that are no longer present because of the name of Jesus. Paul says that you were washed, you were sanctified, and you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. And as David said, when my enemies turn back, these are physical enemies, they stumble and they perish before your presence. When we walk by faith and complete surrender and dependence upon the Lord, we will oftentimes see the spiritual warfare that we fight, who is not fought by us all the time on our own, but by the Lord himself. He will fight with us and he will fight for us. There are enemies that are going to come your way that will never make it to you. Why? Because the Lord has them defeated. There are going to be things that might come your way, the devil might throw your way, that you will never be held captive to, you'll never fall to. Why? Because they fall and they perish in the presence of the Lord. That's why you ought to be thankful. That's why I ought to be thankful, is that not just does he give me physical healing, not just does he give me physical restoration, but this particular story gives me a glimpse of the spiritual fight, the spiritual war, but also the spiritual victory that comes by the name of who? Jesus. So here's what I want us to do today as we get ready to worship one more time together. I want you to ponder what it is to be thankful for. You know, you can maybe think in your head, hey, well, I like my spouse and my kids and, or my job or I like my home. I, like I mean, you can think about all those things. But here's what I really want you to get at. They, they yell, Jesus, master, have mercy on us. Have mercy on us. Hear a cry. I want you to do one of two things. If you are here and you do not know Jesus as Lord and Savior, I just want you to follow the example of these 10 lepers that received a physical healing and simply call upon his name to have mercy on you. You may say, well, I don't really know what to ask Jesus. You know, I've done a lot of wrong things. The Lord knows exactly what you've done, He knows exactly what you've said, unfortunately, knows exactly what you've thought, exactly what you text, exactly what you typed out, and then hit the backspace, you know, enough times to take it away. He knows all of it. He knows all of it. You don't have to remind him. You don't have to plead with him about this particular act or that particular struggle. No, no. He just simply heard, Master, Jesus, have mercy on us. I plead with you, if that's you, to just simply call upon his name and ask him to have mercy on you and to forgive you of your sin or to help you or to save you or to redeem you, to make you new. Just simply call upon his name Jesus, have mercy on me. And if you're here and you're a Christian, I plead with you right now, just as this man did. He received the blessing, he received the healing. Where did he go? He couldn't help but to come back to Jesus. He couldn't help but to come back and to find himself at his feet, lifting up his voice in a loud voice and praising the name of the Lord. And he was just saying, thank you, Lord. Thank you for healing me. Thank you for making me new. Thank you for giving me new life. Thank you for setting me free from the bondage that leprosy once had. And here's what I want you to do. If you're a Christian, I want you to thank the Lord for that. Because of your enemies, they fall and they perish in his sight. Because of what you once were identified as no longer is in your name. But you have become from sinner, from addict, from adulterer, from idolatry, to, from immoral, to son or to daughter. That's why we ought to thank the Lord. Because we have been redeemed, we have been made new. All because of the name above all names. And we sang it, about it just a moment ago. The name of Jesus. So let us find ourselves today truly at his feet, thanking him for all that he's done. How how do we give thanks? As David said, with all our heart. Not just a thank you, Lord. No, no, no. I better worship. I better praise his name. I better live right to give him glory. I better get myself together in his sight. I better lead my family. I better be that light in the darkness. I better give glory and honor and praise to his name. Let's pray.